Good morning, everybody. This is Judith A. Culp. You're listening to Mad Love. What's good? Let's get into it. So uh, over the weekend, there was some protesting that I was made aware of. It wasn't quite George Floyd level. And I think that it won't ever be that because uh, the officers were black. The only good thing about that is... And I think they've charged a white guy and a couple of EMTs since. So this is running deep, and I'm going to get into it a little bit more uh, with some stuff I've heard uh, in a second. So uh, the only good thing that we can pull out of this, is, and finally, because race wasn't an issue, uh, can we please just talk about police culture and how, you know, some of it is horrible. You know, I'm going to be honest. I know really good police officers and I know really terrible police officers. Um, And if you come into contact with your prosecutor's office, you will know who they think are terrible and who they think are good. And it's mainly because uh, if the people are dishonest. So, like, let's not pretend like bad people don't join the police department. It's like any other field. There's good doctors, there's bad doctors. There's good police officers, there's bad police officers. And I think these uh, five guys were emboldened by their uniform, but also, uh, you know, well, I'll get into that in a second. So, yes, we need to talk about the toxic police culture. And I also think uh, it's finally time to just go ahead and acknowledge that some people are just bullies and you put a police uniform on them. It doesn't matter what color they are. Uh, And also victims, you know. I'm I'm trying to say so many things and I'm losing my train of thought, which isn't like me because there's so much to unpack here. So, yes, there's a toxic police culture. Yes, there are good cops and bad cops. Yes, they come in all colors, ages and races and genders. We need to pack pack that up. That's facts. And stop focusing just on white police officers who shoot and kill black uh, victims. Then the thing that bothers me also is the news media only picks up the black victims, which I think is a bigger narrative to try to always make black people feel powerless. But they shoot and kill other people, too. I watched a video in Miami, I think, where this police officer had an issue with this. uh, I want to say she was Asian, but she was like, I think she was sitting somewhere And the police officer told her to stop advancing, but she wasn't doing anything. She was just like, what are you saying? I can't hear you. And the more she advanced, he just shot her. And I want to say, no, I want to say she was white and the officer was Asian. That never made the national news. So it's like, why is it important to the news media to just show black victims? Is it for clicks and likes and views? Or is it because you really want black people to never have any self-esteem? Because we're awesome and we know it. A lot of us really do know that we are an amazing group of people. There are some bad actors that are black, obviously. But come on, we know we're amazing. And so I'm not understanding why the news media uh, has to keep showing that only black people... You know, it's also like only black people get victimized by the police. And also, there are no poor white people. Have you ever noticed there's no poor white people on TV? They don't spend any time talking about poor white people. And there are a ton of poor white people in America. 
you know, why don't we ever talk about that? I think that's pretty deep, too. The message is poor equals black equals victim because they don't want us to realize that we're amazing. But we already know. And y'all know it, too. We know, you know, I don't get it. I don't get why that is the narrative and why people keep getting away with it. That's the other thing I don't get. So anyway, then the little piece of and this is gossip, but I don't even know if it's gossip, but it might be gossip. Um, so I was watching YouTube. I love YouTube. Um, go ahead and spring for the subscription and and watch the videos without commercials because you will go down the rabbit hole. So one guy I follow, uh, I don't know where he gets all his intel. He he told us this, but he, he has had some really interesting stories on his channel. And uh, I want to say it's tough guy news or something. But anyway, I like the way he delivers his uh, information. And I like that he's measured and he really does his research. And you could tell he, you know, he's not just going to say something with just wild speculation he really has looked into it so he knows someone his ex-girlfriend I want to say her brother works in a corrections department or a police department or has some connection to the um, Memphis police department and so he called her and got in touch with her brother and uh, the streets are saying that uh the reason why this doesn't make sense to the naked eye, why five brothers would just jump on a little skinny dude and kick his ass, and we don't even know what the crime was for real. It wasn't just a regular traffic stop. Uh, is because Tyree had started dating one of the officers, uh, you know, children. Uh, he has kids with her or a child by her. I hate the phrase baby mama because it's so overused and it's just it's tacky. But yeah, he has, but I guess since people don't get married anymore, they just start having these kids. They're not really in relationships. Um, but yeah, he has a baby with a woman that Tyree was working with and started to have a, a relationship with. And that's why when you look at that video, if this is true, this is why it makes absolutely no fucking sense why, they're, why they beat the shit out of this little skinny dude who's not resisting who doesn't seem to be putting up much of a fight. And, you know, that's why. And so the goon squad comes to, I guess, you know, and I know it sounds nuts, but it happens every day. It happens every day. There is someone who who can go start fucking other people. The man can, but as soon as the woman starts doing it, then he got to... I, I just saw this the other day, literally. I just saw this the other day where uh the the woman decided she was gonna start dating someone new she spent the night out dude who was at girlfriend's house comes over and uh sees that her car is not where he thought it should be waiting for her and then there were consequences I see it all the time it happens all the time you you hear these stories of of kids on the street you know little kids you think it's just teenagers and you'd be thinking oh these kids you know 16 you in love she moves on now you got a shooter it's not it's grown people it's this it's these people his his friends just happen to be goon squad cops so if that's true that really puts a whole new light on it and it makes more sense 
because there was no real logical traffic stop reason to beat a man like that, you know. So, again, that's not confirmed, but it makes it make a lot more sense. And police culture comes in because these goons can wear body cams and do this shit and feel like they're not going to get in trouble, which doesn't make any sense at all. And so, yes, there's a racial component because they got fired so fast, black people upset now because if they was white, they'd be under investigation. But I guarantee you, if they were white, it wouldn't have been personal. I bet they know all of this. I bet the people in their police department know that this dude has been chirping about, you know, certain issues and he has a reputation like none of this stuff is secret. There's a such thing as like, you know, police protection they protect each other but you know some things are just reprehensible and most of the stuff isn't personal like you took your you took your whole career and threw it down the toilet so because your feelings were hurt that somebody you uh have a child with decided they wanted to move on and be with somebody else that's super personal and you ain't gonna get a lot of support for that You know, it's different if you went and robbed a drug dealer. It's still wrong, but people might cover for you a little bit. But they're not going to cover for you if you go and, like, whoop somebody's ass because you're that insecure. That's basically what it boils down to. So if that's true, that's deep, y'all. That's very, very deep. And it makes it make so much more sense. I couldn't understand that. You know, it's indefensible. So, um, yeah. And then yesterday we had a snow day here, well, ice day, and I was watching Bernie Madoff's uh, limited series on Netflix. And they did a really good job. They just take their time with the storytelling part of it, and they really get into, like, you know, his children and the nature of the office and what he was building. And you just feel like... um, they they found some new information and kind of unpacked it differently, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, the thing that's really troublesome is so many people killed themselves behind Madoff. I mean, there was one French aristocrat who was a money manager for, like, tons of European aristocracy, including his own family. I mean, he was into Bernie Madoff for, like, $1.2 billion. Like, he had given everything to Bernie and um, people have been trying to get this man to to know the truth and he was like and one of the the people who who worked at a firm that was just they just really couldn't understand Bernie's method and how he was making this money they knew it was a Ponzi scheme and they were trying to explain to this man like dude you know it is, what if we're right and you're wrong? And he goes, if I'm wrong, then I'm done because I have up to $1.2 billion with Bernie. And, of course, he wound up killing himself. And then his son, one of his oldest son, killed himself behind this. Then his second son, he his cancer came back and he died. And, I mean, it's just, like, so sad. So Ruth Madoff is the only person alive and they made it seem like she was a homeless woman, but I, I'm pretty sure she's found footing since then. But she was living in her car for a while. And it's like, and there was no evidence that she knew of the Ponzi because he had a whole legitimate business that was successful. 
that's what's crazy. Like he had a real uh, business on one side that was successful. I can't remember what they did. I want to say they were traders. You know, he ran a successful like trading firm. Then this secret hedge fund is where he got into all the trouble. It was a gigantic Ponzi scheme. And he hired all these goons, like people people from uh, the, you know, they did never graduate. I think they graduated high school and that was it. They knew nothing about the financial industry. And he had them running this secret operation where they printed off stuff on dot matrix printers that uh, sort of mimicked like they made trades, but they never made trades. They just took people's money and never did a thing. And none of the big banks saw all these really wealthy people. Most of them seemed to recover and had to give some of the money back, but not all of it. Um, but it, it was really the, the small mom and pop people that really got devastated, wiped out. People where, you know, their whole life savings was the money they put with Bernie Madoff. And that that was really sad. And one man, I think his he went on, he passed away, but his children knew that he was so proud to be a Jewish man, investing with a Jewish man, and and this was such a good human being, and he was so amazing, and it like put all your money with him, and their whole family was with Madoff and uh, lost houses and and businesses and just everything to a scam artist and it's just so it's just so sad because there's it's going to happen again it's happening right now there's someone who's too greedy for words that they they can't be honest and they can't do the right thing and they're going to mistreat somebody and that's just horrible it's a it's a very well done little docuseries um I highly recommend it it's it's comes in like four parts I think and it really unpacks Bernie and his early years and his pathology and how he got the way he was. It's really interesting stuff. Good job. Um, and Netflix doesn't have a ton of stuff I like watching right now. Uh, I think Top Boy may or may not be coming back. I think uh, Peaky Blinders is almost done, if not done. I think Peaky Blinders is done. I think I watched the last season. I can't remember. Um, there's There's like three or four things I go to Netflix for. And right now I didn't really see much, but for some reason I opened that up and I was like, Bernie Madoff, let's watch it. Because I am fascinated by fraud. I really am. I don't understand. I don't understand how you can just steal from people and not do what you say you're going to do. But what kind of what kind of personality do you have to have to to just steal from people like that and and not really be moved by it? That's that's crazy to me. Like he should have been and he should have been caught. Like you could see like people were begging the SEC to investigate him. But he was like best friends with the SEC. They were asking him advice. Incredible. It just lets you know that nobody's untouchable and maybe nobody's who you think they are. Ooh, it's nasty. All right, everybody. Um, yeah, I dropped some nuggets in this show. I think it was a good one. I'm sorry I didn't get to podcast yesterday, but, you know, things get difficult when I have to uh, be with my mom. And we had a good weekend and everything, so there's nothing. there was nothing wrong. But um, 
you know, it's hard to make time to to podcast without uh, she's starting to get up earlier and earlier if she actually ever sleeps. So, you know, last thing I want to do is be interrupted nonstop while I'm trying to do my podcast. All right, everybody. No excuses, right? Sorry. I think this was a good episode. Drop some gems. I'm telling you, if that's the tr- if that's the truth, also too that chief of uh, Memphis, the Memphis police chief, uh, she also got into some issues in Atlanta because she had a goon squad that she put together in Atlanta. She one of them people, so. She had something called Red Dog, I want to say, in Atlanta. Then she created this scorpion thing in Memphis, and that's her M.O. She creates these goon squads. They go knock on doors and, uh, you know, scare the shit out of people. I think the big controversy in Atlanta was there was a 92-year-old woman who had a heart attack or something because this this unit uh, busted in her house, and it was the wrong house. So, yeah, she's got a little bit of a reputation following her, too. Um and then I think she tried to cover up like a a sexual um a sexual assault case or some kind of underage sex case in Atlanta, which is why she wound up in Memphis. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure when all this stuff really starts hitting the fan, a lot of people are gonna be uh let go and terminated. So all of this justice just look at it with a with through these perspectives. You know, uh, there's a chance that these people were all just grimy and carrying out personal vendettas. Yeah. All right. Have an amazing day. Be your best. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. You guys truly are the best. Thank you. Mad love. Mad love. Also, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. What a gutty performance. You know, I think uh, I I felt like Philadelphia was going to win. I think I said that before. And then when Purdy got hurt, it was clear they weren't going to be able to throw the ball. Um, So their shot went out the window, San Francisco. But good year. Good year. I expect them to snag a quarterback. I don't think Purdy's the answer. Um, I know he got injured, but I, I still don't think he's the guy. And then, you know, you got to decide with Garoppolo, Trey Lance, they got a lot of work to do. But John Lynch, and I'm old enough to remember when John Lynch played for Tampa. Um, good job. They've done a good job in San Francisco rebuilding that that squad. Uh, let's see. Kudos to Kansas City. I can't say enough about Patrick Mahomes. He, I just didn't think he would play that well, hurt uh, in that freezing cold, it was very cold here over the weekend. And I mean, that was just incredible. Uh, I'm not in Kansas city, but Missouri was cold and, uh, good for him. I mean, I'm so happy that he is, uh, you know, representing our state because he does such a great job and he's such a nice guy, you know, and it's just maybe a return of the nice guy. No more thugs. Just, they're just nice guys. (laughs) That would be cool. And I'm also old enough to remember when his dad was a pitcher. Uh, I think I had him on a couple of fantasy teams. So anyway, thank you, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, The second and the first. Just great. And I look forward to seeing possibly Patrick Mahomes the third on the field one day. 
you know, it was exciting. Good game. Great team. Uh, I also want to let you know, I, I sent uh, a text to one of my most millennial friends and I was like, so why is the, why was the Redskins bad? Cause he lectured me about the Redskins name was terrible. I was like, why was Redskins bad? But it's okay for a stadium full of non native Americans to chant and do a, a, a chop and you know, they're, team is called the Chiefs. Why is that okay? And he wrote me back, I'm not a millennial. Because <laughs> he can't, he doesn't have an answer for that because it's ridiculous. Uh, the Commanders, that's an okay name, but they will always be the Redskins to me. And I think you name a team after, uh, there's a reason why they're, they're considered fierce warriors. There's no team named the Black Dudes. You know, they name their teams after, uh, fearsome warriors you know that was their reputation so I don't know I thought it was an homage I never thought it was an insult and so it's okay for the Chiefs not for the Redskins and I don't understand all right that is all be well